Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold Look, you don't pay the big bucks. Someone else does. You get paid? Surprising, isn't it, Andy? I thought you were a volunteer. Oh, please. If I was volunteering, you wouldn't get this. Yeah, you wouldn't get this kind of creativity. I don't think work would necessarily say. No, please, by all means, let us. Uh, What was your first reaction, Andy, when you heard this week? The story about Kayshawn Booty, uh, Booty, however you like to say it. Is it Booty? Oh, God, why are we still doing this eight months later? Is booty. it Booty or Booty? Booty. B-O-O-T-Y is how you say it. B-O-U-T-T-E is how it's spelled. Can't spell Booty without bet, as we learned this week that Kayshawn Booty was arrested, or rather at least turned himself in to authorities in Louisiana, as was learned during his college career, He placed over, well, he placed a lot of bets, and he shouldn't have been betting because, A, he was playing college football, and, B, he was underage at the time. He placed over 8,900 bets. I don't know what I've done 8,900 times in this life, Andy. If you think about it, that is so many online wagers to place over a lifetime, let alone during a year or two when you are currently playing college football. The crazy thing is, to top it all off, he deposited some total over $130,000, but ran his tally up to over $550,000. He used online names. I mean, he was busted for all the right reasons, and by all the right reasons, I mean, my God, is he terrible at concealing his addiction and problem that has now led him to turn himself into the authorities. He used the online handles Kayla Harrington and... Uh, or was it Caleb Barrington? I forget. Uh, one, one or the other, like something. A Barrington, just, I believe. <clears throat> yes. And, but he also registered as, you ready for this? Hey, no one's going to figure out it's me because I'm going to use the handle Kayshawn Booty 7. 7 being his number of college issue. <laughs> I mean, he would bet on himself to make. To- uh, Wait a second. That was him? Yeah. Can you believe that? It wasn't just a big Kayshawn Booty fan online placing bets on Kayshawn Booty. It was actually Kayshawn Booty. As Kayshawn Booty placing bets on Kayshawn Booty. 
I mean, and losing on Kayshawn Booty. Yes. Now he sometimes he would bet uh, the over on his yardage props. It wouldn't yes, come good. through. Sometimes he would bet the anytime touchdown, like he did against Florida, and those would come true. But all right, you can joke all you want about like, wow, he was a really terrible, pretty good gambler, terrible criminal. Uh, I, I guess this tells you in a lot of ways, maybe sort of why he didn't play a lot this year, or maybe he just was didn't have his pro game together. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. But what does this tell you? about the Patriots' research and draft prep department that they could sleep on and miss something like... like The misses that have been made by the Patriots' draft and personnel department the last couple of years, I mean, you can go all the way back to 2010 if you want to, but most especially these last few years, thankfully no one has been harmed, but, you know, the Justin Rohrwasser story, like they draft him, all of a sudden everyone's like, you know, this guy's got some issues, and then he was horrible at kicking the football. You got something like... Kayshawn Booty, like, how did they miss? How were how with all the research and all the information and analytics and everything that is available at the fingertips and in the databanks of the NFL personnel departments? Andy, how did they whiff on stuff like this? Uh, well, first of all, I don't know for sure they did. They may have known. They may have deemed this not a big deal. They may have done some deeper dive and and accepted it. Um, I think that's the one naive thing we as outsiders. Um, don't realize, I think a lot of, you know, how, how many people get drafted? 260, whatever. Um, 55, I th- yeah, something like that, yeah. Like, a bunch of them have red flags. A bunch of them have issues, whether it be domestic violence, issues in that area, um, ties, you know, where they come from, who they're tied to, who their friends are, uh, gambling issues, alcohol issues, drug mm-hmm. use issues. I think there are more issues than us outsiders are really aware of. Some become public, some don't, um, and all are sort of stacked and ranked among NFL teams against the player's talent and value. And, oh, is Kayshawn Booty, is gambling a problem if we want to take Kayshawn Booty in the third? Yeah, oh yeah, no, no, not doing that. Oh, he's still on the board in the sixth? Huh, maybe that gambling's not quite as big a deal as we thought it was. Now, I'm with you. Because if they knew about this, there's only two options, in my opinion. The guy has a problem, and he's Mm -hmm. placing 23 bets per day. Or the guy, or he's um, some sort of team and campus bookie, and he's placing bets for others and has some sort of scheme or ring going on, and that's why there's so many bets. But both are problems, correct? Can Can we agree either or? Whether he's placing his 23 bets or 23 bets for others, I don't like this idea around a prospect who, let's be honest, peaked in his freshman year at LSU. He has not been as good since. So I would not have drafted him if I had known this. To me, the the risk and the reward just aren't there. And I'm also interested in if if the Patriots didn't know, let's just say, Mm -hmm. which they should have, if they didn't, the NFL and the Patriots and others are probably doing more research into what he's done since he arrived last April, correct? In terms mm-hmm. of gambling and where he's done it, how he's done it. And we know why there didn't are very... you get your foot in bounds against the Eagles, Mr. Booty? Right. And and even if it's just minor stuff that gets some of the other players where you're allowed to bet, players can bet, but not, you know, on the p- premises of the facility, blah, blah, blah. I just. Yeah, this is um, and and you're right to lump it in with some others. Roarwasser was even worse to me because I mean, like the issue was literally stamped on his arm. The, <laughs> the issue was right there for all the it world. It was. To see. Yeah, how do you miss it? It's right there. And then he stunk, <laughs> which is the bigger issue. Mm-hmm.
You know, if he was nailing seventy-yard field goals, we might say, you know, no, 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 he, different interpretation. Three percent of him. It's no, no, it's not what you think it is. But when he's scattering balls all over the field and none of them going through the little yellow bars, um, the t- tattoo becomes a bigger issue. But I also think, and this surprised me the other day. I was doing something and I went to the Patriots media guide and flipped through the um, scouting department for like the regional scout, the area scout, all these things. Mm-hmm. I am not very familiar with any of them. And I used to be. They used to be names I knew. So now you just sort of sound like someone who's like, well, I was in the car with my son and I turned on the radio and I didn't recognize a single song. And we drove for over 35 minutes. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> are you saying I'm old? Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> no, I'm the old one. Yeah, You're you are old. the old one. I am. You've, I, you were I'm alive right. when Bill Belichick got hired by the NFL. I wasn't. That's a good point. See, I actually I actually was alive. I can remember a time when Belichick wasn't coaching in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, the good old days. I was no, nine years old. I can't not remember. the good old days. Uh, but no, I, I so I, I don't know if the turnover and loss, you know, we've talked a lot about the brain drain on the coaching staff and how mm-hmm. that hurt uh, the Patriots in recent years. I'm not so sure there might not have been a similar brain drain or turnover in scouting in the mid-management, lower levels of scouting that may have affected this team's success in the draft more than people might want to uh, pinpoint. Like, we always say, ah, oh, it's Belichick. Frickin' Belichick screwed it up again. Well, maybe they're not getting as good a reports or accurate reports from the very base level, the area scouts and mm-hmm. the those guys. So um, that could be part of it, too, because information is the key and some of these feel like they maybe didn't have as much information as they should have or could have had yeah it just sort of it just strikes you as something like that these guys would have been able to i don't know if they hire private detectives to look into some of these curious cases or once people hear things like oh yeah this kid's got first round talent but red flags galore like weren't there also excuse me if i get the allegations or at least the storylines slightly askew but weren't there stories about Certain uh, risque parties that Mr. Booty attended or was part uh, yeah. of as well? Yeah, there's other stuff that were rumblings that I don't know. I don't know how verified they are or mm-hmm. are not, but there were definitely other rumblings and red flags that were attached to him. Yeah, so you can see sort of why people start to fall during drafts and then people one day regret like, oh, I can't, we should have we taken Gronk earlier. We should have gotten Barmore earlier. We should never have let Randy Moss fall to the end of the first round. But you, you, somebody's like, oh, had first-round talent, but now you should take him in the sixth. All right. Why is that again? Oh, sex parties. Oh. Oh, he uh, places 50 bets a day. Wow. That's Okay, this guy's obviously got some issues. I, I, think you can, I think we can both pretty much comfortably say we have seen the last, and we saw very little in the first place, just uh, more tantalizing, tantalizing teases and promises than anything else, than actual stats and deliveries. Uh, so, I think we've seen the last of Kayshawn Booty in a New England Patriots jersey. You know, you know I like to do uh, the more likely game. More mm-hmm. likely, more likely, Kayshawn Booty plays in a game for the Patriots in the future or Vince McMahon returns to the WWE. <laughs> uh, that would be neither, sir. <laughs> I think Booty. I think it's more likely. I don't think either, because you're not very good at the game, Fitzy. You get to pick either or. That's why it's oh, more sorry, likely I didn't, either I, or. I, I misunderstood the rules. Don't you remember the music? Um, yeah, I think Vince McMahon Okay, what's be, what's uh, more dumb. likely, Andy? Right, if we're going to play a little impromptu, what's more likely? What's more likely? Kayshawn Booty plays another game in the NFL, or Bill Belichick coaches another game in the NFL? Bill Belichick coaches another game in the NFL. Next November. 
Or, no, October. I'm going with October for that. Next October, he coaches. I wish I could bet that somehow now. Maybe I should call well, Booty. I, I know a guy, he can I know a guy who played receiver who could probably help you. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. What is more, what's more likely? The New England Patriots uh, hire, from, uh, hire a familiar face or hire somebody from the McVay tree for offensive coordinator in 2024? McVay. McVay. Can I get McVay or Shanahan? Okay. Okay. McVay or Shanahan. Or Johnson adjacent. Yeah. They're going to take somebody outside the Patriot world. They're going to take somebody from one of those new age supposedly offenses. And it, it seems like they don't care how low they go. Doesn't have to be a coordinator or a play caller or anything. It can be a, a lower level guy. Create. They are going in that direction. Almost everything they've indicated through any of these interviews. I know people are like, oh, are they just going to end up with Josh? Is Josh just going to be back? I don't think so. I think they're going to go with one of these guys. So I've read a number of and just sort of like stayed out of the fray, if you will. It's not like you waiting in line at a pizza parlor. I didn't want to jump into anyone else's uh, Twix argument. Uh, and ha- go back and forth in the mud. But I have seen a number of, you know, Josh McDaniel's offense is outdated. Josh McDaniel, we need something that's more progressive. We need something that's new and something that's fresh. And then a guy like Christian Fourier quote tweets one of them and says, yep. what does that mean? Like, what what's not modern about Josh's offense? Why doesn't it work? So maybe we could just sort of briefly, before we uh, catch up on trending sports news and pay some bills in just a second, Andy, maybe we could sort of like try to explain for people like, what it is about McDaniel's offense that might be outdated or or are people just misunderstood in this capacity and it's not outdated we just need something that's different now because we've been doing the same thing for so long and that's what we're looking for in New England or we just need Brady Gronk Edelman <laughs> talent correct playmakers um funny thing still... about all these offensive play calling geniuses you know what the one thing they all have talent talent no question um yeah I, I liked that tweet from Fourier because I think a lot of people throw things around that they have no idea what they're talking about I think there mm-hmm. are some that know what they're talking about that have done a deeper dive and there's even some reporters that I think have attended online scout school and studied things and all this crap and know what they're talking about and you know really delve into the motions and the personnel groupings and the formationing and RPOs and all of that that are some of the um cliche talking points of modern football and then i think there's other people that are like yeah it's a young coach so it must be a modern offense and like i don't know maybe it is maybe it isn't like i haven't done a lot of research into it and delved into it but um i think too many people throw that around out there but definitely i mean the motioning i wondered aloud you do you remember when we talked about this that they were doing a lot of kendrick Bourne, um debo samuel tyreek hill type stuff in the summer in practice like those um, bubble motions or whatever you call it behind mm-hmm. the quarterback, behind the backfield, motioning back around, doing different things. And then it never really came to fruition on the game field. And I, I don't really know why. I've had some people kind of indicate to me maybe Bourne struggled um, mm-hmm. to pick up some of it and to understand some of it and get some of it. And maybe that's true. You couldn't trust him to do the right thing and know what he was doing. Um, but... There was some of that that I think they wanted to implement that I do think is modern football and comes from some of those schemes. And you see elsewhere, uh, whether it be on NFL fields or high school fields or or college fields. So uh, this idea that the Patriots offense is old and couldn't work anymore, I push back against a little bit. I think they could 
add some modern wrinkles mm-hmm. um, and different some contemporary things. Contemporary variables yeah. and wrinkles that we've seen in other places that we haven't seen here. Okay, right. And if those so wrinkles, like, oh, I need, well, there needs to be more RPO, Andy. Yeah, I, and first of all, half the world doesn't know what RPOs are. Some teams don't run them very well because a major problem now with all these RPOs is illegal man downfield because the NFL has cracked down on them. So half the line is blocking for the run, and the guy's four yards downfield. The quarterback didn't get rid of the balls quickly enough on the slant or whatever, the backslide uh, in cut, and you get a penalty. So, so there's some teams that run them that don't even run them that well, and people just think they're the be-all, end-all, save-all scheme but i also do think some of the modernization of the uh plays would look a lot more successful if they're just with debo samuel and and whoever you know cj stroud and whoever Mm -hmm. you're like you need playmakers you need playmakers like sam laporta is he only good because of ben johnson or is sam laporta a good young tight end that's a great point andy i was just gonna say if you install if josh mcdaniels is offensive coordinator for the detroit lions his offense won't look the exact same as Ben Johnson's, but you know what would happen? They would probably still be fifth in the NFL in scoring because you've got three great receivers, an awesome tight end, a dominant offensive line, and two really good running backs. Right. So uh, I'm still a believer that you need talent, and then a coach can put you over the top. A coach can give you that yes plus 10%, right? Like there's an average coach that the talent will get to this spot, and then the Bill Belichick takes that spot and advances it even more, and that's where you become a really great coach. But if you just think you you bring in um, Nick Cayley because he spent a year with Sean McVay, and now Nick mm-hmm. Cayley knows modern offense, and that's going to turn things around for the Patriots, if you're banking on that, that is so unfair to Nick Cayley and so unlikely to actually come to fruition. You need talent. You can only get so far with the talent you have. Like trickeration, deceit, formations, right. movement, motion – that and two dollars and fifty cents will get you an overpriced cup of coffee at a Seattle-based international coffee chain. Like, and that, the flip I'm side sorry. is true. If you have talent, you can probably run a somewhat crappy system and succeed. It doesn't matter if it's Leach or Earhart or Perkins or whoever who designed the damn offense. So, uh, yeah, I I am more worried. I do think you need to get a coach in here because I think they go hand in hand. What kind of offense are we running? What do we want to do offensively? So who are we pursuing? Who are we keeping? Do we want Kendrick Bourne? Do we want Devontae Parker, Gasicki, Henry, and then the free agents that are out there, and then the draft picks? I think this need that's where I think there needs to be collaboration. More collaboration between what we're doing fundamentally on both sides of the ball and what that means in terms of the personnel we're pursuing through free agency in the draft. Exactly. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. Let's quickly catch you up on everything trending in the wide world of sports. When we come back, we'll snag some calls and, of course, catch up with Mike Cadlick from WEI.com. But now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Braverman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The interesting thing about Duggar, I just wanted to chip in really quickly there. We know the defensive staff here, which looks like it will remain intact to some degree, really likes Kyle Duggar. They think he's one of the best safeties in football. And I wonder if this is a flashpoint, not predicting doom and gloom or anything, but this will be an interesting test case for this brain trust as it currently stands. Does the front office personnel, whether it's Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh, or both of them together, look at Kyle Duggar and say, we already have Jabril Peppers. Mm -hmm. We just drafted Marte Mapu. I know you love him, Gerard but we might have to move on because he's a little too expensive. That would be one of the most fascinating conversations, in my opinion, to occur this offseason here. One of the prime keepers, if you will, of the 24 New England Patriots pending free agents. Kyle Duggar, that was Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston. Could he be too expensive? Depends on what the tastes, needs, and desires of the New England Patriots will be in this a pivotal offseason, the first one for new Patriots coach Gerard Mayo. And now joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, our beat writer extraordinaire for WEEI.com and a frequent contributor to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, the one and only Mr. Pickle Pizza Party himself, Mike Cadlick. Uh, Mike, what's going on, guy? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Happy Saturday. Mm. Well, is it really? <laughs> mm. Well, of course it is. It's Why Saturday. Is it not What's a wrong happy with Saturday? It? No, it's actually an extremely flurry. happy Saturday. Mike, are you kidding we, we me? We have a flurry it's, of Patriots news to get to, and uh, we're, yeah, we're kicking off the weekend right. Let's do it. Yeah, we are into this is Champ Sunday Eve. Championship Sunday Eve is yeah. always a great day because this is your the last day you can look forward to multiple NFL games on the same day for almost one to the eight months. At least games that it's count so as well. <clears throat> oh, it's the best. I champs. To me, Championship Sunday has always been the Thanksgiving, if you will, of um, of NFL holidays. Whereas I feel like Super Bowl is like New Year's, like maybe it's Christmas, but like in the Super Bowl is New Year's. It's kind of like an amateur hour type of holiday thing. I mean, sometimes you get a good football game, but be that as it may, like yeah, you said, I don't hate that. I don't hate. That. Yeah, okay. I we still celebrate. You're young. You're literally half my age. So God, do I feel old. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Yes, as far as New England Patriots news, all right, let's just get your first reaction right out the gate before we get into the free agency talk and, and other such. How do you feel? How do we feel, Mike Cadlick, about the New England Patriots likely naming DeMarcus Covington defensive line coach their new defensive coordinator? Yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, obviously, he's been here for a while. He's worked with Mayo. Um He's been on the staff since 17, obviously worked with Mayo since 19 when Mayo came back. Uh, clearly has you know, the respect of not only Mayo, but also the rest of the locker room, all the players. 
um, from what I understand, seem to really like him as a coach. And I know that doesn't mean at all he's still going to be able to actually put it together. But I heard you mention earlier, Fitzy, that their defensive line is one of, you know, is probably their best unit right now um, with Barmore and, you know, guys coming off the edge in uh, in Uche and obviously Judon and Keon White up and coming too. So and Devon Gotcha had a good season too. So, you know, I look at it and it keeps continuity on a side of the ball that didn't, you know, it doesn't really need much help. Like they're, you know, they're ready to play now. And so you don't need much, much of really an overhaul. And so keeping it consistent, um, it's interesting that, you know, Steve Belichick's name never really came up in the search, especially after uh, Atlanta, uh, you know, didn't, didn't go forward with Bill. So you wonder if he still remains and if he becomes that, you know, senior advisor, assistant head coach thing that, has been floated by uh, at least Mike Reese. And so, but no, I, I like the Covington hire. I think, again, like I said, keeps continuity in the building for a unit that doesn't really need much of an overhaul. So, who's going to call uh, defensive plays next year? It's a good question because, you know, it had been Steve for a while. Um, I wonder if, you know, I'm trying to think of like defensive coaches in the league now that you know, head coaches that also call the plays. And if like, like I know Sean McDermott took it over from Leslie Frazier when they made that, you know, switch in Buffalo yep. when they started yep. to fall off a little bit. But like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't think Robert Sala calls the plays for the Jets. So I wonder how, you know, difficult or how, you know, I guess common a thing that is. And so um, I wonder if they just let Covington do it. And I don't know what, exp- I mean, he's, he was a co-defensive coordinator in college at Eastern Illinois with actually that Michael Hodges that they interviewed as well. So um, maybe they give him a chance and, you know, let him roll with it. I'm sure he had some, a little bit of experience with that uh, at, you know, the senior role when he was a defensive coordinator. Obviously it's one game and it's a, just a showcase game. So it's obviously different than calling it throughout a full season. But at, at this point, if Steve doesn't come back, it wouldn't surprise me if they had Covington calling, calling the defense. You are listening to Andy Hart and the Craft Kool-Aid Drinkers, as we have been labeled on the Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I think it's that fair. That kind of bizarre. I think it's that fair. Guy, that no, guy's in my mentions every single day. You know, anytime he, he thinks I'm me or, you know, me, our people, as Andy loves to call us, are like, mm-hmm. you know, Gerard Mayo Bobos and not, you know, holding their feet to the fire. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to critique Gerard Mayo about just yet. He's made a couple, you know, he's obviously made just his first hire today with uh, with Covington, and they're, they're going very extensive in the offensive coordinator search, which I figure we'll get to now. So, Andy, I'm going to use the you Let's people, go. me people Let's thing. Let's go. I'm going to use that on you today because yeah. I, I don't fully, like, I heard you earlier saying, well, he doesn't know, he hasn't made a decision, he can't make a decision because there's nine people. But, okay, first of all, let's take out Dan Pitcher, and we'll take out Shane Waldron because they got jobs. Mm-hmm. And weren't you and your people talking Whoa. about how, yes, you people talking about how the craft didn't go with an extensive search at head coach and they just went with Mayo and instead, you know, they should have done that and they should have looked at Vrabel and they should have, and granted I was one of them, but now <laughs> you're using it on the, you know, but no, but now you're using it the other way and you're saying that, well, they're talking to too many people and why can't they just make a damn decision? Maybe they no. just want to do their due diligence and make this happen to get the hire right. So, uh, first of all, I don't believe I led much of a charge that they... I actually kind of defended Robert for sticking with his gut and and sticking with the plan. Um, I did... Vrabel muddied the water, certainly. But um, 
the I don't know why you removed Shane Waldron. You could have hired Shane Waldron. You interviewed him. The Bears interviewed him, and the and the Bears hired him. So you could have hired him. He he was available. You either didn't ant pony up or didn't present enough of an opportunity, or maybe never offered him the job. Maybe you just interviewed, and yeah. he's like, "Well, they're offering me the job." I just look at this as when you start to get. Are we at nine? Is that the number? Have they interviewed nine, nine. offensive yes. coaches? Nine, nine times candidates. they've interviewed for the <laughs> offensive coordinator job. We have these rumblings that it's not um, an overly appealing job. I think that was Dan Graziano, which I disagree with. Yep. I think that's a dumb sentiment. It's a team that has the third pick in the draft and a coach that just said they're going to burn $85 million, and he included offensive labels. He's brought up quarterback, wide receiver, right. tackle. So. You can get in on the ground floor of this pyramid scheme, right? Like those marketing yeah, You get a schemes. clean slate. You get a complete yes. clean slate. I think What's it's appealing. What's wrong with that? I'm with you. I think it's really appealing rather than, oh, you need to come. Uh, hey, Shane, can you come fix uh, Justin Fields? Uh, by the way, we need to do it quick. Like, I think there can be, yeah, you've seen a guy yeah, on right. NFL you field. Get, but you get some input in the in the number three pick with the quarterback, yes. too. Like, I'm sure they'll work and they'll, you know, you'll get your idea of what kind of quarterback you want to work with. So I agree. So I am definitely, um, there's definitely a big divide. There is the yeah. um, optimistic leading people like yourself, the Kool-Aid drinkers, as that guy purports it, that are like, this is great. He's interviewed so many people. Were those people saying the same thing when the Red Sox interviewed like 10 people and couldn't find a GM? Yeah. When, do you, when do you cross the line with due diligence, as I tweeted, or we can't really find anybody to take the job, and this is starting to get alarming. I know there is some time. Yeah. But also, it's bowl season. So your offensive coordinator is not at the Shrine Bowl, correct? Oh, he can't be. You don't have one. You don't know who that is. Right. And then there's going to be a senior bowl. And then there's going to, like, at some point, somebody has to decide, are we franchising Hunter Henry? Hey, you're an offensive court. Oh, we don't have an offensive coordinator to decide whether we're franchising Hunter Henry. So I am not panicking. No, I'm not doing that. But I think we're getting close to you can't find a date for the prom and people are already uh, getting their tuxes. But don't you think? No, the, and I do the, want. Go ahead. Mike. Go ahead, Fifty. Okay, I was just going. I was just going to say, Mike. Don't you think this hire though is so important, and you need you need to basically do a directional reset. It seems uh, that it's it's okay to take it. Like I'm not going to say take forever. Like we shouldn't stretch mm -hmm. this into February or past nope. the Super Bowl. But you got just like Get it this right. draft. You got to nail this. So you want to make it sure right. you hear from a different bunch of different voices. Gerard Mayo, I think, is still kind of like formulating Andy in a lot of ways. What, what style of offense they want to pursue and how that's going to fit the talent they have and who they want to pursue in free agency in the draft. But candidates yeah. might be drying up, too. That's the other, like, the, well, every, all, all you people were really excited <laughs> that uh, Zach Robinson was going to be the offensive coordinator. Everybody was all in because it's this, it's that. Well, is Zach Robinson going to be the offensive coordinator? I mean, we'll see. He's still up in the air. It sounds like he's going to go to Atlanta. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that sort of vibe I'm getting with Raheem Morris bringing them from you know L.A. East, if you will. But I think it, too, you start to get worried about the the breadth of candidates and the amount of candidates uh, once they get into like second interviews, right? Because you know the first interview is a Zoom, and you get the feel, and you get you, you know you're not talking philosophy; you're just kind of trying to meet the guy and see if you you know basically it's basically like a vibe check over Zoom. And then once you get into the second interviews, you get into philosophy and what kind of quarterback you want to work with and, you know, all this other nitty gritty stuff. And so like they're bringing in Nick Cayley tomorrow for his second interview. Love if that. they bring in all nine guys for a second interview, then it's like, Oh, you really can't make a decision right now where 
if you're just kind of, again, doing the vibe check on, you know, nine guys, if once you start to get into like double digits on vibe checks, then I'm kind of getting, I'll start mm-hmm. to get worried. But, you know, if they keep it at nine, maybe even talk to one more guy and then you bring in, call it Kaylee Robinson and the guy from the Niners who also coached tight ends, uh, you know, that, then that's a little better. You narrow it down to three and oh, you go Florida. from there. But yeah, I'm with yeah, you, yeah. Andy, too, where you have, you know, you have Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl coming up, and you're, you're trying to look at these guys, but you right. don't know what offensive lens you're looking at them at. Right. So, well, that's, you, and that, you, that's okay, though. So you do, you go through a bunch of individual – you go through this big first round of meetings and Zooms and whatnot, and then you narrow it down right. to, like, a final three or four. You meet those guys in person. You drill them down. You take a look at their prospective playbooks. You get all – uh, you get all the uh, all the info you possibly can uh, on these guys before you make this big decision. Like it was probably a lot easier for Gerard Mayo to hire Demarcus Covington, given that he's been in the building and they've worked together for five years, and he knows that if they oh, didn't yeah. hire him, he was going to go somewhere else. And it doesn't need an overhaul, and they don't need an overhaul. Right, it's right. not not that it's not critical that as excellent. critical that you get it right, but you know what you're getting in him too. Um, whereas, whereas, um. You know, whereas with the offense, like my word, there's so much work to do and so much drafting and so many names you're gonna have to target in free agency. And yeah, Andy, you do want to have somebody sooner than later say, okay, do we re-sign Hunter Henry? Do we franchise tag him? Is he a part of the future? Do we have to get all new tight ends? Are we gonna go like Green Bay and have all young wide receivers and tight ends and then just have to swim upstream and eat it for a while? Like, yeah, there's a million difficult decisions to make. Uh you know, I, I did. I heard yesterday from a friend who's a Lions fan uh, and is in San Francisco this weekend for the NFC Championship. Texted me and he said, "Hey, just you know, found out about the Patriots speaking to Angstrand. I don't like that at all because he was surefire going to be the Ben Johnson replacement. Wouldn't you want the Patriots to, even if they're zeroing in on a McVeigh guy, if they get a chance to talk to somebody who's done a great job and has impressed someone else who's going to be a head coach like Ben Johnson?" Wouldn't you want to at least just pick his brain and see what makes what makes him such a hot commodity in Detroit where they have a top five offense? Yeah, I mean, I I think it makes sense. I also wonder though too if if that and extra end strand guy I don't know I don't know how you say his name. If you hire him, I'll learn it. If not, I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> I, I wonder too if would you know you talk about the Patriots being an appealing job, but I would think staying in Detroit and continuing to call that offense would be much more appealing than. Uh, coming to Foxborough and trying to do yes. a rebuild, but I don't hate again picking his brain and seeing how he ticks. Right, and that that is um, the weirdness of all of this that we've gone through here is the domino effects. Because I think some people, the Nick Cayley one, people are like, well, if Zach Robinson goes to Atlanta, maybe Nick Cayley's just going to stay in L.A. and we lose out on two candidates in kind of one fell swoop. And so there's those dominoes and the the Marquise Williams guy deciding he'd rather be in Atlanta than coming here. So there's definitely there's definitely some some gray area here. I just I think we are right on the precipice of um, due diligence turning into they can't find an effing offensive coordinator. This is terrible. Like we're due right diligence on that into fine desperation, line. Andy. Basically, yeah. I agree. yeah, we're right on that. As you said, Mike, nine is OK. Ten. But are we going to do a dozen interviews? Like, do you not know yeah, what you're right. doing? You know, there's a reason everybody says shortlist. Oh, I got a shortlist of guys I'd like to replace. I got a shortlist of guys I'd like to be my coordinator. No one ever says a long list. Is it ever good to have a long list? Well, no, because, again, you get into it and, you know, I, I'm, I think we're on the same page. Somebody take note of that, me and Eddie Hart being on the same page. But um, that where, you know, collaboration. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. That, uh, you know, it is a fine line. And I think that, you know, they're, they're right on it where either way, you know, it's, it's going to get a little too much, but right now I think it's okay. And, but you do have to move quickly, you know, in the next week and the week after that as well, because you need to get your direction set. A couple other quick ones, Mike, before we uh, bump up against it, as they say in the biz and have to pay some bills. Um, we all had our fun and our laughs with the Kayshawn booty story. And what a surprisingly good online gambler he turned out to be, even though, yes, once again, kids, this is Uncle Fitzy's reminder that you're not supposed to do it underage, and please don't use pseudonyms, especially when you are playing college football or collegiate sports and likely to turn pro. What, I can't play some bet anymore? Come on, Uncle Fitzy. Come on. I know. All of a sudden, I turn 50, and I'm no fun anymore, and I think it's it's too cold in the house, and the kids' music is too loud. But But do you think that represents, like, I was asking Andy earlier, like, is someone asleep in the scouting department? Like, shouldn't they have known that this guy placed almost 9,000 bets, a lot of which were on himself in college? I have a very hard time believing that the Patriots didn't know about this. Um, LSU knew. Mm-hmm. They didn't say anything until this investigation type thing, you know, went down this week. Uh, not type thing. He was but that's like adopting a pet and just being like, "Oh, did we forget to tell you that he's uh, blind in one eye, deaf in the other, uh, and needs both hips replaced?" <laughs> well, I think it's a How little different deaf in another that? eye. <laughs> oh, well, well, you no, know what I mean. No, but you know, you're right. They Don't do bring this, logic you know, to the party. We're talking football, Joe. They do. They do this extensive scouting on these guys, and they should know what happened. And you, that's why I'm saying I don't, I don't think this is a misstep by the scouting department. I wonder if the Patriots knew and let it go because of what you said in the last segment, Andy, where, well, we're not going to take the problem gambler in the third round, but, you know, in the sixth round, it might be worth a shot. Right. Um, but, like, my, my question is, and I, I wonder how this goes over with the league because the league is obviously cracking down like crazy on sports gambling. And so, mm. like, remember when – when guys would during the COVID year and obviously, obviously a pandemic is different than, than gambling on sports, but like the teams and the players basically were like required to self-report. Hey, I don't feel good. I have COVID, et cetera. Yeah. Like if a team knows that a guy is gambling, doesn't that feel like a thing that they should be required to report to the league if they're going to crack it down, you know, this much. And so I wonder, and this is just, you know, this is not, you know, I don't know or think, or think this would be a thing, but you wonder if, like, the league is going to be like, how do you not bring this up? And if the league would, like, you know, give any punishment to the Patriots for letting this slide, letting this guy come in your building without, you know, without reporting it or knowing. Because, again, they're, you know, they have all these um, partnerships with, you know, the DraftKings and FanDuel's and no free ads, but all, all these sports books. And then they also have to crack down on. And so it's, you know, talking about a fine line, it's a real fine line between this and, Again, I just, with how much they know about these, I mean, they know what these guys eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day in high school, but they don't know that Kayshawn Booty's, you know, gambling on sports at age 20 in Louisiana. Like, I I just find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe under the username Kayshawn Booty 7 and Kayshawn Booty 1. Right. And So, yes, I'm with you. But, Kayla Fortenberry. Uh, well, see, that one at least he tried. But uh, let's finish yeah. strong here. And in that light, uh, Mike Cadlick, give me your uh, picks for uh, NFC and AFC title games this weekend. All right. Um, I am going Lions win outright. Oh, I, I love that. They Sorry. are – I don't want to call them more talented because they're not more talented, but they have more talent <laughs> on that team than people than people want to believe. Uh, Good point. The, the way I, I love how, how much the way I word things makes Andy laugh like that. Well, but, you just, um, that was – 
That was a real LOL moment. I don't want to say they're more talented because they're not more talented. Well, then good. Good reason not to say they're more talented. Right. <laughs> but, uh, they're, you know, they're talented 1-53. to 53. I think they have, you know, they're a deep roster. They've, they've done a good job building that. And I think they're hot just like, um, you know, they're hot right at the right time. And the one, two games at home, they go on the road, they win that one. And then I like the Chiefs uh, in the AFC as well. It's It's tough for me to pick against Pat Mahomes. I did it last week. I thought Buffalo was going to squeeze that out. I was dead wrong. Um, so I'm taking Chiefs-Lions to play. To bookend the season, week one was Chiefs-Lions, and week, what is it, 21 becomes Chiefs-Lions as well in the Super Bowl. Nice. Not to uh, put the cart before the horse, Andy, but uh, Cadillac and I may be thinking along the same lines as oh, well. Oh, there's a I shock. Like the Ooh. Kool-Aid drinkers have yeah, the same the picks. Yeah. You know what? Hey, Mike, new side pod. The Kool-Aid drink, Crafts Kool-Aid drink oh, yeah. coming to a, coming to an Odyssey oh, yeah. app near you soon. Hey, look, <laughs> I'll leave oh, you. Oh yeah, pod. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we can get an easy sponsor. That would be no problem yep. at all. Hey, if you get free Kool-Aid, I want some. Okay. No, none for yeah. you. You don't drink Kool-Aid. No. You said you haven't had it in years, and you're not a drinker. You probably know, had Zyrex I... as a kid anyway. That's you fine. drink. You go drink prune juice, old man. Oh, ah, I'm not even the <laughs> oldest man here. Yeah, but oh, this has yeah, been a pin- delightful chat, Uncle Mike. Pin- yeah. Come on. This has Screw gone a million guys. different directions. We're already late for commercial. <laughs> I'm going to get a text from the boss saying, come on, Fitzy, yep. keep it on the rails. Yep. This is Mike Cadlick. He's at Mike Cadlick. Give him a follow. He'll have all the latest news, updates, and info on the offensive coordinator search, special teams coordinator search, updates from Mayo Central, young Thundercat musings, and so much more. At Mike Cadlick, and of course, you can read him on weei.com and hear him here on the Six Rings and Football Things pod. Mike, enjoy the pizza, enjoy the football tomorrow. It's the last day with multiple games for quite some time. You deserve it, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for a fun hit, as always. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yep. 617-779-7937 is the number. We'll just come back, uh, touch on a couple other subjects, and then at high two, Rich Keefe from the Rich Keefe Show joins the program to preview the Royal Rumble. Don't you go anywhere, brother. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 152 on Saturday afternoon here in January. It is Championship Sunday Eve. We are T-minus 25 hours and 8 minutes away from kickoff in what should be an absolutely dynamite American Football Conference Championship. This is the year where the AFC goes first, and then the NFC is the nightcap. And Andy, I, I'm, I'm someone who uh, was of mind that because Ravens-Chiefs seems like such a potentially epic heavyweight fight that we'd be better served if this was one of those NFC goes first and the AFC goes second type of years because if one of those two games has a chance to be a blowout, it's probably the nightcap. I'm of the mind, I want to see the first game so badly. I think it's going to be such a thrilling affair. I I think the line is probably right on the money. I think it's... I think it's going to be super tight, just absolute, like a thrilling football game. And the nice thing is we'll get that game out of the way first, and then if we're a little bit exhausted because it's such a back-and-forth, high-wire, you know, tightrope affair, get to the nightcap, and maybe it's a blowout and no big deal. You can go to bed early and, and wrap it up. Or 
Maybe it's just an absolute point of Palooza, a heavyweight slugfest with San Francisco and Detroit each putting up in the upper 20s, if not 30 points. I, I think that that would be an ideal outcome because getting two great games on the same Sunday doesn't happen too often, like last year, obviously. Purdy gets hurt. They have no quarterbacks for San Francisco. We're deprived of a quality NFC championship. This year, I would love to get two different kinds of games, but two equally thrilling affairs. Yeah, obviously I'm rooting for two good games. First of all, I need to say, love the schedule. Uh, I think these are the prime times because if you do any earlier, then there's that whole like, well, I got stuff I got to get done. I'm rushing around for a one o'clock start, blah, blah, blah. Like by three o'clock on Sunday, you're ready to settle in. But it's early enough that you get both games in without having to stay up late. The olds like me and you, maybe. Um you need to get to bed, maybe just fall asleep yep. on the couch, especially if it's, you know, I started drinking at three and now I'm a little little dozy around. <laughs> you waited to three? <laughs> Amateur. Um, so I love the time here, and I love that I'm going to be at my um, fan sharpest, I guess, <laughs> for mm-hmm. the first game. Like, I am going to be, you know, the cliche on the edge of your seat. I won't actually be on the edge of the seat. I'll have my feet up and I'll be leaning back and the beer will be in my hand, but I'll be ready and to really. your feet really... still won't be hitting the floor. That seems wow. like a shot. I love all these people that aren't tall that take shots at people that aren't short. It's it's the world we live in. It's it's such a strange place. But anyway, um, yeah. And then the second game, I think there's a chance it's a blowout. I do. I think there's a chance that the 49ers um, embarrass Jared Goff and, and make him look like the puddle that I think he is. But, hey, I love stories. If Jared Goff wins this game, he will earn it against that defense and in that situation. So, uh, yeah, I am... I'm excited for these games, but as you said, chances are they both don't live up to whatever perceived hype we think there there could be. So um, hope I'm hoping for the first one. That's the one I care about. I don't want that one to be a stinker in any way. No injuries, no controversial calls. I don't want any of that crap. I want mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson to go back and forth, slug it out, mix some defense in because both teams can play some defense. I want that to be an instant classic if you even have those anymore. Yeah, uh, but between the two, I think we can both agree that if one game is going to go off the rails, it's going to be the nightcap. Like, there's, Maybe. I cannot see yeah. a world where the Chiefs just get their doors blown off by the Ravens or where the Chiefs come out and boat race uh, the number one seed in the conference that is going to have absolute hellcats on defense in that, sta- that M&T Bank Stadium in an absolute frenzy. Yeah, I don't think it's likely, but any it's the NFL. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Your the the Patrick uh Mahomes uh interception or or you know, any of those plays where he hits any of those crappy receivers in the hands and it deflects and it's all of a sudden mm-hmm. a pick six the other way. Like those can happen. Yep. And Lamar Jackson, let's just stay positive, Lamar Jackson can break any single play. So any play can be a 14-point swing or something for the Ravens. So there's always that possibility. I don't think it's likely because I think both teams have decent offenses, good offenses in the case of of what Lamar has been doing for the most part, and good defenses. That should be a good foot. They have good kickers. They have good coaches. They have good – that there should be no excuse for that to not be a good football game other than what I said earlier, injuries or the refs F it up. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. When we come back, let's get into a little bit more of Champ Sunday as well as the Royal Rumble, and maybe we can speak to our resident basketball expert as to why so many people are putting up 70 points plus per game these days. It's the host of the Rich Keefe Show, Rich Keefe, joining Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.